This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by somebody who's got a fantastic background for leadership. We're joined today by Michael Wells, who's the president of OSF Children's Hospital. Uh, Michael's himself is a master's in psychology and probably the right background for leadership today more than ever. Michael, can you take a moment and tell us a little bit about first about yourself and about OSF and OSF Children's Hospital? Uh, and then we'll go from there. We'll talk about sort of challenges, advice for leaders, other things you're seeing, and a lot more. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I, I uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk about the Children's Hospital and, and a little bit about my um, leadership path. I, As you mentioned, I have my master's in uh, psychology, and my plan was to uh, be a psychologist. Uh, I intended to do counseling uh, from the time I was in junior high that was my plan and so i got into uh, college went on to graduate school and in my um, practicum on my last year of graduate school my placement was in a uh, community mental health center and my interest at that time was you know doing conventional counseling with adult clients or patients and the one thing that i said i wouldn't do is see children and adolescents didn't know what to do with them didn't know how to communicate with them i thought and I said, you know, I'll do anything, but but not kids. And come October, I still hadn't had a patient because they didn't have enough of a, an adult patient load for me to see. And so they said, you know, the only way we're going to get you experience is if you're willing to see kids. And I said, okay, I'll try it. And so it turned out great. It, it turned out that it was a great fit for me. I enjoyed working with children and families. And so then my, my plan at that point was to do child and adolescent counseling, child and family counseling. And uh, I did that for a couple of years and then moved into administration in social services and, and found that that was actually an even better fit for me. And so moved uh, just through different levels of leadership. Ultimately, I ended up uh, taking on a role that combined clinical departments and programs with some of the business functions of the organization, like marketing and, and development or fundraising, and then um, came over to OSF Healthcare 16 years ago to open a unique program that dealt with mental health as related to uh, preparing primary care practices to take care of kids uh, with mental health uh, concerns. And so from that point, moved into business development and uh, just kind of sort of moved up in leadership within Children's Hospital of Illinois over the years and took on the president role just over two years ago. Children's Hospital, if you'd like to learn a little bit about us, is uh, the only comprehensive children's hospital in the state outside of Chicago. There's there's no other hospital in the state that provides the level of care that we uh, here in central Illinois. We're 136 bed inpatient hospital with all levels of care. Annually, we have about 7,000 inpatient admissions, about 45,000 outpatient subspecialty visits, about 18,000 pediatric emergency department visits, uh, we are the third largest children's hospital in the state and ranked number three by U.S. News and World Report among best children's hospitals. As I mentioned, we've got a full continuum of care from, from general pediatrics all the way through our, our level four NICU, the highest uh, level NICU available. Uh, same with our pediatric intensive care unit. We're a level one trauma center. Uh, and we just two years ago opened up post-acute facilities. So patients that have chronic and complex illness transition from hospital to a program we call almost home kids, which is a post-acute facility. 
where kids and families are able to transition to home um, more safely and, and effectively than just being transferred um, straight from hospital to home. We have a longstanding partnership with the University of Illinois College of Medicine. Uh, that's our academic partner. Most of our physicians are employed through the uh, University of Illinois College of Medicine. And we currently today have over 180 subspecialists between those employed by the college and, and by us here at uh, Children's Hospital of Illinois. And we represent now over 40 pediatric subspecialties. So really a full continuum, a full, full comprehensive array of subspecialties is available. I, I have gone on for a long time, so I'll, I'll take a breath and, and see what other questions you have. No, phenomenal. And thank you so much. And so when you look at the world of pediatrics today, or what are the big issues that you're watching right now? And, and why don't we talk about, I mean, everybody's, of course, talking about workforce issues and, and people, again, starting to talk about reimbursement issues versus cost issues. But specific to pediatrics, what are some of the things that you find the most interesting today? What, what are you finding interesting today in, in what you're doing? Yeah, we have the same challenges, as you mentioned, that, that others do in terms of uh, staffing. And, and there are some unique challenges here in central Illinois in terms of recruitment of physicians and, and staff alike. However, there are some trends that uh, I see a little bit more optimistically uh, in terms of pediatric health care. And so one of the national trends that, that we're experiencing in pediatric health care is regionalization, which is essentially fewer kids that are being cared for at community hospitals. Um, those kids now are be being transferred to children's hospitals for a number of reasons. Um, you know, over time, the volume of patients that need to be seen inpatient has decreased just in general. There is a push you know, from inpatient to outpatient care, good thing. A lot of things that used to have to be done on the in, on an inpatient basis are now uh, done either at home or uh, in an outpatient setting. So think about asthma care, for example. Kids with an asthma exacerbation might have to spend a night or two in the hospital. Now they uh, are able to come in, be treated in the ED, and in, in most cases, they're able to go home. And so just fewer kids that need to be seen in a hospital setting in the reason result of that is the decreased volume uh, resulting in decreased comfort and competency at the community hospital level. And so those um, patients that would stay a couple of days at a community hospital don't have that option. And so they come to a, a children's hospital. At the other end of the spectrum, uh, advances in healthcare have resulted in kids living um, long and good lives with chronic complex conditions. Uh, that that uh, used to take their lives either in childhood or, or very early in adulthood, uh, conditions like cystic fibrosis or kids with congenital heart anomalies are living and thriving well into uh, adulthood. And so those kids are in need of uh, complex care programs to, to help meet their needs and uh, transition to adult. I mean, thankfully, because those kids are living into adulthood, uh, those programs become more and more important to them as they transition from pediatric subspecialists and their children's hospital experiences to adult hospitals and, and adult subspecialists. And so for, for us, you know, that really creates some challenges, but more than anything, opportunity to, to meet those needs, to develop those complex care programs in order to care for kids with 
with uh, chronic and complex illnesses and to uh, prepare ourselves to accommodate those patients who will need to come here at the Children's Hospital because they don't have that local you know, hospital availability anymore. Thank you. And, and talk about a master's in psychology and are there lessons learned there that you've been able to apply as a leader that you found helpful in leadership? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, I didn't necessarily plan to, to do administration with my degree in psychology, but I think it served me well. Uh, it, you know, it's really all about developing relationships. I think leadership to a large degree is about developing and managing positive relationships. And there's so much of a, a practical degree in psychology that is about building rapport and managing positive relationships and fostering trust. And so, you know, there's so much of that that comes into play in leadership, whatever, whatever field you're in. Uh, and, and I think too, the, you know, there's a, there's an analytic component of psychology that that serves me well in leadership, especially in healthcare, because the uh, ability to understand um, data and to to know how to use data to drive strategy, I think um, that analytics mindset lends itself well to that work, especially with a rapid changing healthcare environment that we're in. It, 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 it's important to be able to do that kind of analysis and make decisions based on it. Thank you. And then one more question. What do you, when you look at the rest of this year, what are you most focused and excited about, Michael? What, what, what's keeping you focused the rest of this year? A few things, actually. I mean, it, it's there've been a challenging couple of years, but for us, we were fortunate in in pediatrics. We didn't see the the significant negative impact on children that the adult population saw, and so we were able to stay on a growth trajectory even during even during the pandemic. And so coming out on the other side of that, that um, we're looking forward to taking advantage of that regionalization phenomenon and that. Um, increase in need for chronic complex programs and so we've identified you know five priority programs to develop the complex care and multidisciplinary care in uh, so pediatric ent in terms of upper airway reconstruction uh, pediatric ortho in terms of a spine program congenital heart uh, related to fetal diagnostics and as i mentioned kids who are aging well into adulthood with uh, congenital heart anomalies now need uh, adult congenital care. And so we're enhancing that end of the program. Uh, pediatric oncology, we have a comprehensive oncology program here and most recently have begun adding psychosocial services. Uh, so counseling and school support and even, you know, dietitian, nutrition, uh, physiology in terms of exercise neuropsychology and developmental assessment for those kids who are, are in the midst of cancer treatment and throughout survivorship. So we can invite those kids and their families back really throughout their lifetime if they need help uh, sort of adjusting and being successful and thriving in, in life. And then finally, neurosurgery, so much advancement in pediatric neurology and pediatric neurosurgery. So our emphasis there has really been on 
the surgical aspect of epilepsy care and fully developing out uh, that program. So lots of things going on in terms of complex care program development. We're also focused, as I mentioned, you know, regionalization is happening and so fewer kids are being treated in their home community, they're being treated in a children's hospital. And so for us, that means developing uh, more satellites. We've got 15 satellite locations, but we wanna provide more care as close to home as possible. And so uh, we planned more and more of that. We're also expanding through partnerships with community hospitals to ensure that care that is provided there is as safe and high quality as possible. So physicians that uh, provide coverage here at our hospital, for example, in our neonat uh, neonatology group for our NICU are also now providing coverage at community hospital nurseries uh, just to ensure safe care there and those patients who may need to be transferred are then transferred here to the uh, Children's Hospital of Illinois. So really just extending our commitment to provide care as close to home and, and uh, a strong, secure referral channel for those patients that do need to come to us here at the Children's Hospital. And then finally, I think one of the things that I'm most excited about is the incorporation of innovation into the way we're, we're providing care here at Children's Hospital of Illinois. You know, we, during the pandemic, I think we all got good at doing virtual visits or using telehealth, uh, and, and we were no different than others. That's something that I, I look forward to us continuing well into the future in terms of increasing access, especially to rural communities uh, through the use of, of telehealth and virtual visits. But even more exciting, and I think more innovative, is um, incorporation of some um, things that we wouldn't necessarily think of as being part of healthcare, like virtual reality. Uh, we, several years ago, started doing 3D printing of cardiac images to plan for cardiovascular surgeries. In all of our pediatric patients, we do the 3D printing of the heart so that the cardiovascular surgeon can really sort of have a look inside that image to have an idea of what it is that he's gonna see uh, in, in surgery. We've now started incorporating virtual reality. So we've developed a platform the cardiac image is actually loaded into to create a um, 3D virtual reality image that the cardiovascular surgeon can literally walk around inside and get a very clear multi-vantage point of the uh, of the child's heart, and it's made such a difference in how that um, cardiosurgeon approaches that uh, surgery. And so now beginning to expand that into other surgical procedures beyond cardiovascular. Uh, we also are, are exploring innovation or innovative ways to address social determinants of health and uh, health inequity. And so for those families that that may need additional support or extra support. Uh, we wanna be able to assess for those things and address those things. And so looking for ways that we can, can incorporate innovation in doing that. And then finally, a um, few years we started using genomic medicine and so um, genomic analysis in terms of decision-making initially with our NICU patients and now with our oncology patients. And so looking forward to continuing to expand that in terms of the you know, predictive uh, analysis and also uh, for effectiveness of, of treatment and that precision 
medicine component in terms of in terms of treatment. So just a few things that we're focused on and excited about this year. Oh, it's really phenomenal, Michael. I mean, the, all that you're doing, the, the the growth that you've had, what you're trying to accomplish, just absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure visiting with you. Yeah, thank you.